All right, we are in a series, uh, I Am Christ Church, right? And, uh, you know, if you don't have your shirt yet, remember there's a whole table, there's some shirts left out there. So go ahead and grab a shirt. We're wearing shirts this, this uh, series. So if you got one, wear it, will you? And uh, <clears throat> we're talking about uh, core values uh, here at uh, Christ Church. <clears throat> and these are core values that drive uh, who we are as uh, not just a people, as a community of faith, right? But we hope these are equally core values that drive us individually because individually we are Christ Church, like the church says, right? I am Christ Church. And so these are core principles that give direction and guidance uh, to our life, right? <clears throat> so last week uh, we shared a core value that said, hey, the church doesn't exist for the people who are in the church, right? The church, the people in the church exist for those who aren't here yet. Amen? We're there, right? I am Christ Church. We're all there. All right, cool. So today we'll take another step in one of our core principles that really uh, drives life for us, and it's up on the screen for you, right? I am Christ Church, and here's the core, core principle. I am faith-filled, big-thinking, and risk-taking, and I will never insult God with small thinking or security living. That is a powerful principle, right? I am Christ Church, and I am faith-filled, big-thinking, and risk-taking. And I will never insult God with small thinking or security living. This is so crucial to us, not, again, just as a group of people in faith, but to us individually as our lives move forward in faith. Well, how can I say that? Why is this so important to us? Well, all you have to do is go to the prophet Habakkuk and uh, hear what he says, right, as he pronounces the word of the Lord, right? And speaking for the Lord, he says, I, the Lord, refuse to accept anyone who is proud, only those who do what? Say it with me, will you? Live by faith. You see that? Only those who live by faith are acceptable to me. That's a profound statement. That's an overwhelming, profound statement. That gives whole new direction to our lives. It says we don't live by the same kind of thinking the way the world lives. We live by faith. We don't, we don't have dreams and values that are directed the same way the world thinks dreams and values. Our dreams and values are directed by faith. We, we don't rely on the security that the world relies on. Our security is in something else. Our security rests in our walk of faith. Faith drives. Faith intentions. Faith redirects the way we think. It re redirects the way we dream. It redirects the way we act. We are faith-filled. And if you get that, if you're faith-filled, you're going to follow right along with the statement, right? You're going to be faith-filled, and if you're faith-filled, you're going to be big-thinking, and you're going to be a risk-taker. That's just the progression of what it means to be faith-filled. I give you an example of that. Uh, in Jesus' own ministry, right? And the contrast of what it means to be faith-filled and how significant this is uh, to him and therefore to us, okay? If you go to Mark 6, Jesus is back in his hometown. He's back in Nazareth, right? He's back in Nazareth, and it says in Mark 6 that he placed his hands on a few sick people and he healed them. But he could not do any other miracles there. No, stop for a minute. So he's back in his hometown, and, and uh, 
he heals a few people. Well, that's not a bad deal. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, you think about that. I mean, there's not a lot of folks going around healing a lot of people, right? (laughs) So, I mean, just the mere idea that he could be there and he could just heal a few people, well, that's not so bad, right? The trouble for us is that there are a ton of churches. There are a ton of churches in our country who understand ministry that way. That is, they're comfortable just doing a few things. They'll settle for just having a life of a little impact. They'll be okay with just trying to do a few things here and there that change the course of the cause of Christ. They'll be comfortable with small thinking. That's what he experienced. And look how Jesus responds to his hometown, to that small thinking. He could not do any other miracles there. He was amazed because they had what? Wow. They had no faith. They weren't doing exactly what Habakkuk said, what the Lord said, right? Living by faith. You see, if you don't live by faith, you're going to settle for the small things. If you don't live by faith, you're going to settle for a medium impact life at best. In contrast, look what happens in Luke 7. In Luke 7, Jesus is about his ministry and a Roman officer. Now, keep in mind, it's a Roman officer. It's not a person of Israel, right? A person who's supposed to be of faith. It's a Roman officer. The Roman officer has a slave that he loves and who is deathly sick. And so he comes to Jesus and he pleads with Jesus to heal his sick slave. And Jesus responds saying, Okay, let's get this done. I'm ready to go to your house. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll go, you know, lay hands on him. We'll go pray over him. We'll go, you know, do whatever. We'll get this done. Let's go. And the guy stops Jesus and says, listen, you don't have to come to my house. I know who you are. You don't have to come to my house. You don't have to go lay hands on them. You don't have to do any incantations or have a big worship service or whatever it is. You don't you have to do it. Listen, Jesus, you just say the word. You just say the word. And I know my slave will be healed. Now, that's pretty big thinking. Isn't that pretty big thinking? He's like the slave is miles away. And he's the soldier is just saying, listen, I understand what's possible with you. I won't settle for small thinking. I understand what you can do. And so if you just say the word, if you just say the word, it'll happen. I believe it. I know it. Jesus' response, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Heard that word before, right? Only this time, how was he amazed? Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. What's he amazed by? Big thinking. Risk taken. You get it? He, this officer, he wasn't ready to settle. He, he understood Jesus can and desires and will do more. So here's the first challenge of the day. The first challenge of the day for us as, as a people, as a church here, but also the first challenge for you as an individual Christ follower. First challenge of the day. 
So how amazed would Jesus be with your faith? Would he be amazed like Nazareth? Or would he be amazed like this officer? How amazed? How amazed would he be? Are you faith-filled, big-thinking, and risk-taking? That's the call. To be filled with faith, big-thinking, and risk-taking. If we are faith-filled, it means we will be big-thinking. Let me show you a great experience in Mark 9 that, that just shows what this looks like, right? In, in the contrast again. So Jesus is doing his ministry and a father comes to him and the father's son is possessed by a demon, okay? And it's been a big problem, obviously, in this son's life. And so the father comes to Jesus. Jesus asks the father a simple question, kind of one of those, you know, physician's questions, you know, like, so how long has he been suffering with this? That was the question. So how long has this been going on, right? And in response, the father says, well, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. Hmm. Now, this is one of my favorite places in Scripture, okay? I mean, if you don't remember another Scripture we talk about today, remember this one. This is an awesome place. Look at Jesus' response. What do you mean? If I can. Are you nuts? Right? I mean, put yourself right there at that moment. Can't you just see just going, if I can? Are you crazy? What do you mean, if I can? I'm the Son of God after all. What are you talking? See, what did the Father not know? What did the Father not get? He didn't have a big picture of what Jesus can do. He didn't have a big think. He didn't think big about the possibility of what Jesus can do. And that happens so often. In the 34 years so far I've been in ministry, I cannot tell you, even count the number of meetings, church meetings I've been in, where we've been talking about taking a big thinking, risk-taking step, right? And somebody at the table, and I won't point you out, but somebody at the table, right? Somebody at the table, we, we throw it out there, we lay it out there, and eventually, after all the dialogue, somebody says what? I, I just don't know. You think we can? No, I think Christ can. I know Christ can. And it's not just churches. You do that too. You do that too. You look at your marriage and you say, well, you know, it's okay. It's fine. I just don't know. I just don't think it can be really much better. Really? Well, you know, our family's pretty good. We get along kind of okay. And after all, we're surviving. And you know, I just don't, I just don't know if it can get any better. Really? Well, my career, it's not quite what I hoped for. It's not quite what I thought it was going to be. But after all, we're paying the bills. And, you know, it is what it is. And I guess it just, I don't know that it can be more. Seriously? I mean, you go through the list. How many times in your own life have you been just like this father? When you've been facing an issue, a challenge, an opportunity, and you say, well, I just don't know if we can. 
if I can. And Jesus is standing right there. And what's he saying? What? If I can? Are you serious? This is the amazing thing of the story. Look what Jesus says to the dad. If I can, anything is possible if a person does what? Or walks by faith, right? That's what's acceptable. Or walks by faith, believes. You see, this is the big question. If we are faith-filled, if we are faith-filled people, then we will be big thinking, not because of ourselves, but because we are absolutely convinced in our faith what Christ can do. And we will not settle for mediocre marriages and relationships. We will not settle for mediocre careers. We will not settle for just a mediocre life. We will not settle for just a few healings. We are big, thinking, faith-filled people. We're here to make the impact that Jesus Christ has called us to make. And folks, again, get so trapped by that idea that somehow, well, really, can Jesus do that? I mean, if, if you give it all to Him, really, can He do that? You need more evidence. Go to the experience when the angel comes to Mary and says, Mary, listen, you're going to have the Savior of the world, okay? That's pretty big thinking, right? You're going to have the Savior of the world. And to prove it, the angel says, you remember your cousin Elizabeth. Remember Elizabeth? Well, your relative Elizabeth is also going to have a son, even though she's old. And no one thought she could ever have a baby. What was the predominant thinking around Elizabeth? She can't. She can't. (laughs) No way. Not happening. She can't. Look what the angel says. But three months from now, she's going to have a son. She's already six months pregnant. Three months from now, John the Baptist is going to pop out of there. Get the catcher's mitt ready. Why? Because, look at verse 37. You've heard this before. Say it with me. Nothing is impossible for God. Are you faith-filled? Are you faith-filled? If you're faith-filled, you're big thinking. If you're faith-filled, you're big thinking. It's like Peter. Peter, of all people, Peter. Jesus is walking on the water, and uh, Peter and the disciples think it's a ghost. And so Peter says what? Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you on the water. And I love, again, Jesus' response. Look at his response. He says one word, come. One word, that's it. He is to say, now, now, Peter, let me talk you through this. Let, Peter, let me just kind of build you up in a little confidence here. We'll have a little pep session. Let me, now, if you just, Peter, you know, go ahead and just put your toe on the water and try it out, and you'll see your big toe is going to make it, okay? He just says one word. One word, come. What's the question? Peter, are you faith-filled and big-thinking? Because everybody else in the boat is saying, Peter, what are you doing? Nobody can walk on the water. What are you thinking? 
And Peter gets out of the boat and begins to walk on the water. That is faith-filled big thinking because everything else says that can't happen. How many times, how many things are pressing in your life that someone is telling you or the world is trying to convince you it just can't happen? Faith-filled, big thinking. Peter walks in the water. The place he gets in trouble is when he takes his eyes off of Jesus and he starts looking at the wind and he becomes afraid. He begins to sink and cries out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And what did he say to him? You of little faith. See, faith-filled people are big thinkers. Faith-filled people are big thinkers. When you're a faith-filled person, You're going to be able to step forward and be big thinking and risk taking. That's just the way it is. You look at Matthew 17. He describes how much faith you need, what this looks like. You say, oh, man, that seems pretty overwhelming. I don't know if I'm up to that, right? Jesus says uh, the disciples tried to cast out a demon and they couldn't. And they said, Lord, how come we couldn't do that? And he says, because you had so little faith, truly I tell you, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Do you know how small a mustard seed is? That's that. I mean, ginormous mustard seed. That's how small it is. And what's he say? Listen, if you just step in faith, you step in faith, be faith-filled. He can do more things in your life than you dream or imagine. Here's the truth. Some of you got some big mountains in your life right now. You've got some mountains that are pressing on you, right? I don't know what it is. Your relationships, your marriage, your jobs, whatever it is. You got mountains that are pressing on you right now. And you got to start stepping into being faith-filled and letting Jesus start moving those mountains. Because I can tell you, He can. He can. Faith-filled, big thinking. He can. And the same is true for Christ church. God is going to put some big mountains, what seem like big mountains in our path, right? And they're going to seem like they're just, how in the world are we going to do that? But he's calling us to be faith-filled and big thinking. There's going to be a chance for us to acquire land. We're going to have to build more building. I mean, there's stuff. We're going to do some more stuff overseas. I mean, there's going to be some big stuff that's going to come out in front of us. The question is, are we going to step into it and be big-thinking, faith-filled people? Have a mustard seed. We are faith-filled, big-thinking, and we are risk-takers. We're risk-takers, right? We can be a risk-taker because our security is in our faith. Right? We can do these things because our security isn't in us. Our security rests in our faith. Look at Hebrews 11. It says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. And then Hebrews 11 uses the example of Abraham. Imagine this guy. This guy's going about his business, doing his life, and God comes along and says, Abraham, I choose you. And I want you to just follow me and be faith-filled and just follow me. And I'm going to bless you and I'm going to curse whoever curses you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to provide for you. And, oh, big thinking dream for you. I'm going to give you a nation and a people. 
And Abraham follows. He just steps into it. He just steps into it. That is faith-filled, and that is big thinking, and that is risk-taken. Risk-taken. That is part of who we are here. That's just who we are at Christ Church. Let me prove that to you by having you watch the screen and meet one of our charter members, okay? So this is one of the folks that was around here when Christ Church uh, first started. Set at Fox Point Church, and my husband was an usher and active in the church council and a few other things. And all of a sudden, when somebody said we're going to start a new church, I thought, oh dear. And thinking it over, I thought, you know, we need a challenge. This is what happened. Well, it was risky from the very beginning. When you get right down to it, we were meeting in the women's club, which was a little white building on the Mequon Road, where the pavilion is now, and uh, couldn't afford very much, and they raised the rent. So we scrounged around trying to find another place to hold our meeting, and the School Sisters of Notre Dame, which is now Concordia, offered us their choir room. I mean, who would have thought we'd have this church? I didn't. And as I counted the money yesterday, I thought, this is amazing. We have such good givers. You guys started all this. Mm-hmm. What would they think today? How were they? How were they rejoicing? Oh. Just mm-hmm. looking. Yeah. And we had some rough times at the beginning. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I don't even like to think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> church with a slide. I know. You don't want to jump in, you can slide in. And all the kids see it, and they want to go to that church with a slide. Totally. I mean, my neighbors did. That's where the kids wanted to go. At one point, you took a huge risk by jumping out of a plane. What prompted you to do that? Well, the door was open. It was a leap of faith. And other people were doing it, and I thought, you know, I need a challenge again. And so I decided to do it. And the Lord was with me, and I knew it. I mean, He was there the whole And I thought, well, I'm going to meet Him anyway if I get up too high. <laughs> well, you have to have a single something to hold on to. And I find that that is Christ. To believe in the Lord. And he will get you through all kinds of trouble. Might not be the way you want it to be, but he knows more than you do. I have just had a, a wonderful life. Just uh, my life has been filled. What would you What would you tell the new person that walks in the door about Christ Church and, and the risk we're willing to take? Just stick with it. Just stick with it. It works. Awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Right. (laughs) The door was open. Huh? The door was open. Yeah. You notice she also said, but you just got to hang on to that one thing. And for me, that's Christ. Faith-filled, big thinking, risk-taking. Faith-filled, big thinking, risk-taking. That's what we are. That's what he calls us to be. 
Look at Ephesians 3. It says, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. You know, last week I shared with you that, uh, you know, I just was praying about God tithing on the population to us of, of you know, 5,000 people. And um, some folks, you know, said, whoa, whoa, Pastor, that's pretty big. You know, you know, no, that's 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 small thinking. You know, what big thinking is big thinking is thinking about those five thousand people, and understanding that if in one year each of those people impact one person for the cause of Christ, we'll have ten thousand people, and if in one year those ten thousand impact one person for the cause of Christ, we'll have. 20,000 people. And if in one year, those people impact one person for the cause of Christ, we'll have 40,000 people. And if in one year, those people impact one person for the cause of Christ, we'll have 80,000 people. And if in one year, those people impact one person for the cause of Christ, we'll have 160,000 people. That's, I think, five years, right? Oh, come on, Peter. You see, our initial reaction is to do what? Okay, right, seriously. No, faith-filled. Big thinking. Risk-taken. Jesus Christ came into the world and gave up his life, not so we could think small and insult God with small thinking. He came to make us dangerous. Dangerous. Dangerous to the evil one. Dangerous to the darkness that grabs the world. Dangerous to those that are captured by sin. Dangerous to anything that would stand against the cause of Christ. Because we are faith-filled, big-thinking, risk-taking. And we will not insult God with small thinking and security living. Amen?